0: So, as I sit down to record this, it's been about an hour since I got back from Carver Hawkeye Arena, where I just got to witness the greatness of Caitlin Clark as she broke the NCAA all time scoring record. It was an incredible event and a privilege to be a part of. And I'm still just buzzing. She needed eight points to break the record, and she got that in about two and a half minutes. And then she went on to score 23 points in the first quarter. Some people around me were making that joke. Oh, she's on pace to break hundred, but I legit thought that she was going to hit 60. You could tell that her adrenaline dipped into the second quarter and how could it not, right? But it was still this, this amazing moment and she rallied and, The Hawkeyes beat Michigan, and she finished with 49 points. What a night. What a night to be a part of. What a night to be a part of in just some small way with 15,000 of my closest friends. None closer than my 16-year-old daughter who came with me and thanked me multiple times just for bringing her. I will never forget this night. It's been incredible. I bring up Caitlin Clark. Because in this episode, I'm talking about seven players who I'm feeling some pretty big FOMO about right now. Whose cards really just want to start collecting, but not for necessarily the right reasons. Or maybe I do, but they don't fit how I collect or what my collection is. So that's it. That's all today is. It's going to be a list. It's going to be a list of seven players who I am crushing on hard right now. Who I'm feeling that FOMO about. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how close I am to actually giving into that FOMO and how much I'm able to resist some of that FOMO. I'm going to be counting down from 7 to 1. My name is Dave. Thanks for coming along on this episode of The Shallow End. On Instagram, I'm Iowa Dave Sports Cards. Let's get started. Okay, so let's have some fun and count down from seven to one. Players whose cards I am experiencing some pretty good FOMO about. Number seven, Keegan Murray, small forward for the Sacramento Kings. This is a sentimental choice. My Instagram name is Iowa Dave. It's not after the state of Iowa. It's after the University of Iowa. And that is where Keegan Murray played. I saw him play in college, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 times, something like that. And although Iowa has put out some legendary players over the decades, players like B.J. Armstrong, Don Nelson, those types of guys, there's been nobody really recent who's made a major impact. Then last year, along comes Keegan Murray, the fourth draft, fourth player picked in the draft, this time by Sacramento. Then he breaks the rookie three-point record. He is this mega 3-and-D guy who seems to have a real future with a team that is lighting the beam and it's making me want to invest in his cars? except that it's basketball. And basketball plays in a market and at an economic level that I really can't compete at. And if I'm going to want to start going after some Keegan Murray cards, I'm not going to want his hoops base, right? I'm going to want some good stuff. So that sort sort of scares me off a little bit. But here's how I know that it's FOMO. It's only happens. I only feel the feeling when he has a really good game, when he's in the news, when I'm listening to a a basketball podcast and people are talking about trade deadlines and who's untouchable. And they talk about the Kings and they say, would you trade Keegan Murray? Like, no, we're not touching that guy. That guy is the future of the organization. Then I'll hop on eBay. And I'll start looking at his cards. And that's when the FOMO really hits. But I know that he's at this point as a prospect. The prospects scare me off. I'm not a gambler. And that helps me step away slowly. And so I haven't really moved in on it yet. I have owned a few Keegan cards, but I have sold them. The nicest one I owned was his Don Russ Rookie Gold Laser out of 10. Beautiful card. I ended up selling it because I just don't collect basketball. It didn't fit into my collection. I also had his uh, manga in a Hawkeye uniform, which was just so pretty, got it graded, but same thing, right? At one point, I wanted to pick up some other cards, and that basketball card, it just just didn't fit. Number six, Julio Rodriguez. He put up a monster rookie season two years ago, and the last year was even better. So it's only natural that a true baseball fan like me is going to latch onto him and want to Hitch my whatever the phrase is to his sales and go along for the ride as he begins his march toward a Hall of Fame career. Why haven't I really gone on him yet? Well, too many cards, man. His rookie year was that 22 year. I don't even know what his rookie card is at this point. He's got so many. Tops, Fanatics, whatever. They are printing so much and they have so many different titles of cards they put out so many different brands that they put out so many different makes and models of cards they put out i don't know if i'm supposed to get sapphire chrome refractors cosmic fire series one series two update dynasty definitive i don't know what i'm supposed to go after so that has really kind of turned me off here's how i know that it's fomo is because I don't think about buying his card until I hear somebody else talking about him, not even in the card space, right? I'll just be listening to a podcast like the, uh, the just baseball podcast. And they'll be talking about how good Julio Rodriguez is, how he's living up to the hype, how he built on this rookie season with an even better second season and how his defense is getting better. And if he keeps on this trajectory, he's going to be the face of baseball. And that's when I start looking up his cards. That's when I do it. Or I'll be watching spitball on cards. And they'll start talking about Julio Rodriguez. And then I start thinking about it some more. But I don't think about him a whole lot until somebody plants the seed in my mind. And so that's how I have come to recognize that, okay, this is not This might not be real. This is FOMO. This is FOMO, and I don't necessarily need his card. Plus, by the time he retires, I'll be about 400 years old. And at that point, you know, what will I be thinking about with my collection? Will I even be enjoying it at that point? Will my kids even want it? Will my grandkids want it? I I don't know. But there's just not a place for him right now in my collection, but... Man, if there has been a more fun player who has come into the league in the last two years, I don't know who it is. Number five, Patrick Mahomes. I will now list off every football card that I own. Number one, a 2001 Dre Bly something, something or another. That's it. That's the only one that I own. I don't collect football. I know that this is FOMO because I only feel like I want to collect Mahomes during the playoffs and after the Super Bowl has ended. That's it. He's also the only athlete I think about in terms purely of financial returns. When I think of Mahomes, the first thing that pops into my head is the 2000 Bowman Chrome Tom Brady rookie. I don't know what it is about him other than the fact that he's incredible and is projecting out already to be an all-time great. Plus, he just won another Super Bowl. But, yeah, last week, I must have had two or three Patrick Mahomes in my, uh, just sort of in my mind, bouncing around, because I was trying to take this eBay break, right? But I still start rattling around these Patrick Mahomes cards in my head. Uh, None more than his rookie pink optic, just a, a beautiful card. I owned one probably a couple of years ago uh, when I was you know, still trying to figure out my what I was doing in the hobby. And I thought I was going to collect him and everybody else who was popular. right? If I were to jump back into it now, I would love to go for his rookie select field level. I think that would be incredible, but I would only be doing that because I would feel like I would be missing out on financial returns years from now, except there's already so much baked into his cards right now that I probably wouldn't have much of a return at all. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes is number five on my list of players who I FOMO, but I think about, I don't know, four, six, eight weeks from now, if I made this list again, I doubt he would be on it. I probably would not even be thinking about him at all because at that point, the NFL is over and I've moved on to other things. Number four, Juan Soto. I've said it before and I will say it again. I have a Juan Soto problem. You know, you never forget your first love in this hobby. And the first person who I really went in on was Juan Soto. He was the one that I thought I was supposed to be buying when I first got back into the hobby around 2020. And so I was going for base rookies and high-numbered cards and that sort of a thing. And I have owned more Juan Soto cards than I've owned cards of anyone in the modern era. And I've managed to get rid of all of them except for one. I've, I've held on to one. I actually bought it here in the last six months because I really love it. And I've used this phrase before, but that one Juan Soto card that I have, it's an SP, uh, Chrome Gold. It's out of 50. It's beautiful. But it's also like a nicotine patch, in that I figure if I just own this one card, that I will not want more. At least that's what you would think, anyway. Except, I've got one right now on the list of cards that I'm tracking on my slabs. It's just his pink 2018 Chrome rookie. Such a beautiful card. I love the way that his that that 2018 pink rookie looks for him, for Otani, for other players as well. That set is just. In my mind, spectacular. But getting back to Juan Soto, how do I know it's FOMO? Well, now he's on the Yankees, so there's the financial component that Yankees just are worth more. But at the same time, I know that it's FOMO because if I really listen to my head and my heart about this, he reminds me of three athletes. And the three athletes that he reminds me of I don't think of in a positive way, or at least in the aspect of how he reminds me of them. The first one is Ted Williams. And maybe one might ask, how can I think of Ted Williams in a negative way? Well, he's obviously one of the three best hitters of all time, but he also had a reputation for focusing too much on his own stats and not enough on the situational baseball that he was playing. Meaning If his team was down a run in the eighth or the ninth inning and there was a runner on second base and Ted Williams, who was by far the best player on his team, possibly the best player in all of major league baseball, maybe sometimes it would be okay to chase something, to try to put the ball in play, but he would just take the walk. He would just take the walk, trot to first base and then somebody else would have to come up behind him and try to do it. He wouldn't take that risk because It was outside the strike zone or outside of his comfort zone. And I see Juan Soto doing the same thing. He did it in Washington. He did it last year in San Diego, where they need him to swing. I mean, this guy has crazy bat skills, crazy exit velocity. And he's up, and it's the eighth or the ninth inning. And they've got the Padres had a runner on second, a runner on third, and they just needed Soto to swing away. And what does he do? He draws the walk. And I don't admire that. Like, I don't think that makes him a bad person. I just don't, you know, I just don't really enjoy that as a baseball fan. The other two players who he reminds me of are Russell Wilson and Alex Rodriguez. And the way that he reminds me of them in that he seems so manufactured. There's nothing about him that seems real or genuine. He seems like he was created in a laboratory to be in front of the media and say the right things. And smile at the right moment. And, you know, Russell Wilson, he's a Hall of Fame caliber football player. A-Rod is a Hall of Fame caliber baseball player. And yet it was the same thing with them where you feel like you never really knew who they were. And I don't feel like I know who Juan Soto is. But there's that FOMO because the stats that he's putting up at this age, they do resemble... Not really Ted Williams, but if they do project out to be Hall of Fame level, he's so young, he's already got a World Series ring. Ted Williams never had a World Series ring. But he has all these accolades and all these statistics. I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can hold off on him. At some point, I will slip, right? Because you never forget your first. And he was my first. And sometimes... Even when you don't mean to, you go back to your ex. And in this case, at some point, Soto and I might meet again some late night alone after we've both been drinking on eBay. So who knows what's going to happen there, right? Juan Soto coming in at number four. Number three, Caitlin Clark. If the number seven choice on this list, Keegan-Murray, gives me FOMO for being a Hawkeye. Then Caitlin Clark gives me that same FOMO at about a 10X level. I've seen her play so many times over the last four years, and the the joy and the thrills that she has given my family and me are the types of memories that just last, right? What's interesting about her cards is there's a huge discrepancy between Buy It Nows, and those that go up for auction. There have been three or four different times where I have begun to watch her first Bowman Chrome gold out of 50 as it goes up for auction, not the auto, but just the the gold out of 50. And every time, every time it sells for 320 bucks or less And three of those times was under 300. And if you want to do the buy it now, when somebody puts one of those up, it's usually between six and $800. I don't know if anybody ever actually buys it. That's really interesting to me that as hot as she is in this market and as much as she has captured the imagination of sports fans, those cards that should be a premium, those first Bowman Chromes, those gold out of 50, they're just not selling for much. And the fact that I'm watching that and focused more on value tells me that I'm not sure that I'm in to her cards for the right reason. I do own one. I own her first Bowman Chrome refractor, not number, just the refractor. And that sort of feels like enough. I felt like she is a player who I needed to have at least one card of. And so it's not graded. I don't think I will grade it. It's not centered. It's not bad, but it's not really centered. It might get a nine, who knows what when the national media starts to talk about her and and heap praise upon her platitudes that just just words that are are so hyperbolic i start to feel this swelling of i have to get her card building up inside parts of my brain and then i go to ebay and i look at it and i start to think i don't think i want this I, this is not what my collection is, and I'm not sure that I won't be able to get one of these cards a lot cheaper in about five to ten years. Because she's likely going WNBA this year. She does have the chance, she does have the opportunity to go one more year at Iowa if she wants to, because she started playing during the COVID rules when those who played during COVID, uh, they were able to... Uh, um, get that extra year of eligibility from the NCAA. But I think she'll go pro. But what happens when those WNBA gold prisms hit the market or the blue donut shimmer waves hit the markets, right? What's going to happen to those cards? I think that those college cards of hers will come down. Maybe then, that's maybe that's when I'll grab it. Even when I'm watching her, like I watched her tonight break the record, I was never thinking about her cards. It's. I'm only thinking about her cards when I'm hearing about others praising her. That, to me, is the signal that there's some FOMO going on here, and that's why the likelihood of me getting into the Caitlin Clark business is probably pretty low, unlike number two. Number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Is it weird that I'm getting FOMO over an athlete who hasn't played in more than 30 years, 35 years at this point? Yeah, maybe a little bit. The reason that I'm always FOMOing over him, and the reason that he's so high on this list is because there is no professional athlete who I have ever admired more than Kareem. If there were people who were arguing over the greatest NBA player of all time. And the three choices were Michael Jordan, Kareem, and LeBron James. I might have my own choice, but if somebody wanted to make an argument for any of those three, I could see how they might have an argument. But in terms of contribution to society outside of sports, there is nobody who can get within a hundred miles of Kareem's contributions. He's brilliant. He's thoughtful. He's smart. He's ambitious. He's creative. He's artistic. He's all of those things. He's also getting older. And I would like to add a 1971 Topps Kareem, which is his first non-tallboy to my collection. And I feel like I'm missing out on having a player, a human being who matters in my collection. I know this might sound hypocritical because I've already said I don't collect basketball. I applied that to uh, Keegan Murray, to Caitlin Clark. I don't collect football yet. The Pat, Patrick Mahomes was on my list. But I do have cards of athletes who are not baseball players, but I have them because I admire who they are. Players like. Uh, Megan Rapino, Martina Navratilova, Usain Bolt. And I think if I were to add that Kareem to my list at some point, it wouldn't be because he's a basketball player, because of who he is outside of being a basketball player. And this sounds really cruel and mean, but he is getting older, and I do worry that his prices are going to spike whenever he dies which I hope is no time soon, right? And so I start thinking, should I get one now? I better get one now. Do I want to get one now? But I'm so baseball focused that I always think, nope, this is not where I should be putting my money at this time. I think there's something more than FOMO happening here. But at the same time, some of the reasons why I do want that card now can be linked to something like FOMO because there is, and there are some potential financial implications about waiting too long on a player like Kareem. So before I reveal who is number one on my FOMO list, I want to be fully transparent and say that it's only a matter of time before I give in and this athlete becomes a part of my collection. I started doing this thing a while ago that's been really kind of fun, pretty effective in that I don't collect more than four cards of any one athlete. And that lets me really spread out a little bit who I'm able to collect, which is great in a sport like baseball that has such a long history. And this is a baseball player that I'm talking about. So the player that I'm talking about is Ichiro Suzuki. My sweet spot for collecting is from 1980 through 2007. His rookie year cards are two thousand one, so that is really just right in my, right in my wheelhouse, right in that sweet spot. The other thing about Ichiro is he is he is iconic, right? He's not just a product of the time from which he played. He's somebody who will be remembered. He's somebody who I admire. I saw him in his rookie year, his rookie major league year. I saw him play at US Cellular Cellular Field in Chicago against the White Sox. And the buzz around the ballpark for the first night that the Mariners were there for their series against the Sox was something that I'd never experienced before live at a mid-season baseball game where people are just showing up just because it's nice to be at a baseball game and the weather is nice. He was an event. And to this day, beyond him being the all-time professional hits leader in baseball, there's something about him that transcends the game, that makes him timeless. And here's the other thing about his cards. Here's the other thing. He has great-looking cards. There are some players who have really boring or ugly cards where the expressions on their faces just don't change or the poses all look the same, right? Um, The first two who come to mind there are are Albert Pujols and Shohei Otani. Pujols, an all-time inner circle Hall of Fame level player. Otani is a -a once-in-a-century type of player, and their cards are really dull. Their games aren't, but their cards are. But then you have players like Ichiro, Bryce Harper, Yadier Molina, Mookie Betts, they're just magnetic on their cards. There's there's a magnetism, there's a charisma that comes through their cards year after year, set after set that some players just don't have. So not only is he this transcendent player, meaning Ichiro, but his cards look amazing. And so I'd say it's sooner rather than later. It's only a matter of time before Ichiro becomes a part of my collection. And I'm really looking forward to being able to dive into his cards to find four, you know, to find four cards that uh, uh, really sort of move me in some way. So that's it. Seven athletes whose cards give me FOMO. Do you have FOMO? Are there players who you feel the same way about where you're not really sure if they fit into your collection or how they might, or if you really want to make that leap? If so, I'd love to hear about it. Reach out. DM me on Instagram, Iowa Dave Sports Cards. I'd love to start up a chat about the kind of players who you FOMO. And whether you want to give in, not give in, you know, it's fun to talk about. So that's it for this episode of The Shallow End. Thanks for coming along. I look forward to talking with you again next time, whenever that may be. Take care.